On this episode of Resi Week, we talk Cedia Expo education and rethinking specialized training. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 395, Get Certified. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for avnation.tv. And this week, I'm pleased to be joined by two of my good friends. First, we have Mandy Beckner. She's the VP of Education and Training over at Cedia. How are you doing, Mandy? I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you for being here. Then we have my brother from another mother. Uh, it's, well, actually, no, my uncle from, not, no, none of those are right. It's Uncle Richie. You know him as Richard Fergosa, the principal at Fergosa Design. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Not your crazy Uncle Joe. I've already bequeathed that to somebody else. So No, we we have a crazy Uncle Joe. And I know. I think he's getting married, actually. Yes, he is. In traditional Joe fashion, you know, given, yeah, a, a Cedia first. Uh, no, it's good to be here, brother. You know, Mellow West Coast greetings and and enjoying. We were just talking earlier about back to school for our children. So I'm enjoying being. Oh, yeah. You guys will have already. Have you guys already both started? Two weeks. This is already the second week back. Yeah. Yes. Week two. It's weird. We don't start till. Sorry. Let me rephrase. Officially, our public system and most of our private schools start after Labor Day. Ah. And then do you guys have Labor Day? You have mm-hmm. Labor Day. Yes. Yes. Don't laugh at me, Mandy. Flying to Expo on Labor Day. Let's do it. All right. Um, <laughs> but you spell yours labor, labor with the with the U. Well, yeah, because we spell it properly. <laughs> you going on a boot? Uh, not till the end of September. Then I'll be on a on a, a small boat, <laughs> on a lake. You know, nothing nothing fancy. All right, uh, we're going to kick this off with a story that comes to us from Residential Tech Today and, of course, Mandy. Expo for everyone designing your Cedia X education experience. Uh, go read through the article. Mandy, of course, covers a bunch of really good stuff, but specifically the fact that uh, education is not just for installers. It's not just for business owners. Uh, it's literally there, there's something in there for everyone. Uh, you can use some of that training to get started uh, specifically in our channel and uh, residential integration. You can level up your career. You can go get certified. Uh, you can work on leveling up your business as well as doing a lot of things to help level up your industry. Mandy, uh, it would make sense to start with you as you wrote this one. Um, what is the big, obviously education is always a, a massive push at Expo, but what is the the big push of that big push, uh, encouraging people to get out there and you know take a look at the the massive offering of uh, Expo education that's out there? Oh, we have uh, different pushes for different audiences, and you want me to pick my favorite? I'm going to start with certification. The big push, and we're going to get into this topic later in the conversation. I'm sure is you are working in this industry, you know your stuff, you're doing excellent work projects your clients are thrilled with what you're doing why are you not getting certified and putting that certification to work for you differentiating yourselves in one other way it's a very uh low level of effort if you're already competent in what you do and come on over to expo where we can help you just 
commit to that and get it done. So certification, education, and testing are being offered at the show. In other news, we have a new publication coming out while we're at Expo about immersive audio. So there's a great track of audio training uh, happening at the show, and you'll see lots about that when we're all together in Denver in just a few days. That's fantastic. Rich, education has always been that, I don't want to say it's a tricky topic, but sometimes it's a tricky topic, depending who you're talking to. Um, we've got a lot of people in the channel who are convinced that they know enough or that they know it all. Um, and typically they, they haven't been trained to actually hit those milestones. What does it take to truly kind of level yourself up? Well, I think honestly, a lot of times where education has returned back to the forefront is when there has been a great culling of the industry. I mean, I've per personally mm -hmm. witnessed it three times already in my career. And typically when people start figuring out that they are capable of getting outside help and it doesn't give away their secret sauce, it doesn't impact their position in the industry, um, it helps them. And I mean, and that's been the whole point of CDA to begin with. I mean, it was formed, it was, you know, again, I, I, I said I was at CDA 2. I never laid claim to being at CDA 1, but I was at CDA 2. And these were competitors, you know, the core group, you know, Chris Steven, Tom Doherty, you know, um, I just saw a picture of these guys sitting at a, a table the other day, you know, Ferdinand Steyer, who I hadn't thought about in 25 years, you know. Um, but these were all competitors who got together and said, you know, we got to stop acting like we're in rock and roll bands. We have to grow up. And, uh, yeah, but this industry was formed from that. I've said it many, many times. All of us said, you know, I'm not going to make any money, you know, gigging in my band. I got to get a day job. And we started doing this. And it was the natural evolution of, of how we embarked on our careers and said it over and over. In the beginning, it was the Wild West. We were literally making stuff up as we went along. We were a, a, a cast of misfits. And that's all well and good. When, when you're starting out and your companies tend to start out that way. It's a hobbyist. It's somebody who's really passionate about something and inevitably a business grows out of it. But then you have to reach your adolescence, your adulthood as a company. And the only way that you're going to reach that is you got to start adulting as a company. And the way to start adulting mm -hmm. as a company is you do, it's like Mandy said, you do get your certifications. You, you go through the training, you collaborate, you focus on things like best practices. Um, but it's tough. And, and you know, I, we've all been to the trade shows and for, you know, 25 odd years, right? The the running joke would be that whenever you talk to somebody on a trade show, I mean, literally their business could be in shambles and you'd ask them, how's business? Couldn't be better. We're, you know, clocking all of these jobs. We're doing $75 million in sales. I'm like, there's four of you. The math doesn't work, right? But, but because the nature of the industry originally was built on a cult of personality for a lot of these single owned companies, who you are was who your company was. Any sign of weakness denoted weakness in your character and your ego and your personality and your, you know, all of these things. And again, that's where I get into the adulting part, which is, you know, where the industry helps you the most where Cedia helps you the most. And I've said this many, many times, and sometimes I take my advice and sometimes I don't, 
is you have to be brutally honest with your flaws. You have to be brutally honest with how you are the roadblock to your success and embrace it and go, okay, you know, and like they say, there's no, no such thing as failure. It's just opportunity, but you got to embrace that. Mm -hmm. And, and that becomes the, as what CD is coining the leveling up, right? You know, yeah. If you want to treat it like that video game, you're leveling up now. You've now just internalized, oh crap, I, I can learn something. I'm going to make more money. I'm going to survive in this industry. You know, it, it, it's, I, I've, you know, we've gone through these epochs, you know, where we had the dot bomb in 2000, you know, 70% of dealers dropped off, you know, you had 08, you know, the housing crisis, 70% of dealers dropped off again. Now we have in technology, because of the outer tech pressures, the problem for the independent custom integrator is the race to the middle and the race to the bottom, because mm -hmm. technology has caught up with what used to be and what started our industry was a 1% solution. We were the 1% solution. You know, I was, you know, our companies were the guys that would like, okay, hey, this is tech guy, you know, this is what you said you want. This is the only 35 inch, 400 pound piece of TV glass that's out there and it costs $30,000. And you say you want it, money's no object, right? $249, you can buy a, 42 inch display the market has changed the industry has changed the world has changed and so you know not and again cd has always had a, a very soft spot in my heart you know that is where the leveling up comes from which is if you try to do the business the way that you came into the industry you're accelerating the way that you're going to leave the industry and so these are if nothing else options you need to explore. Cedia is, is you know, and, and we, we've had it before. We had Dave, we've had all of the others, is that Cedia is just not the show. We, you know, we've gone over and over and over where it's like, oh, it's the show. It's the trade show. No, mm -hmm. it, literally no. It is another entity all by itself. The trade show is the mm -hmm. trade show. Go ahead and network and see friends and manufacturers. But Cedia, the organization, is in your corner. They're the ones that are lobbying. They're the ones that are you know, dealing with all the legal issues who are fighting, you know, in court when all of a sudden they're trying to apply high voltage license requirements to low voltage installers. You know, they're lobbying groups. You know, there are all of these things that are going on. And Mandy's like nodding her head and going, you go, Richard. Oh, I love you guys. This is awesome. <laughs> um, I, gosh, I love this whole idea of the self-reflection before you come to CDA to really know, before you come to Expo, to really know where you need to level up. And for all of you who are listening out there thinking, no, really, I got my game face on, I'm good. Then I encourage you to come to even just one of the business or project management sessions we have at the show. Our feedback from last year was there wasn't enough on business and project management. We needed more. More than a third of the program is on business. Things like, hey, do you have an exit strategy? What, do you know what your financial picture looks like? If the economics of our situation change, are you ready to change with them? These kinds of sessions go to one of them and use it as a mirror to pay attention to how you're having conversations in the room, questions people are asking, where people are nodding, where people are leaning in and looking worried. Now, how do you feel? If that is your mirror reflecting back at you, the state of things, does that change your opinion on how confident you were? Engage with people and do the work. And then of course, as Rich was saying, your association is here to support you and your business in all facets. But 
to be a part of association takes some work on your part, just a, a little bit of effort. You have to put something into it to get something out of it. I feel that way about my associations that I belong to for my own profession, for talent management and for as an association professional. If I don't go and engage with my peers, if I don't ask hard questions, if I don't try to help some people and ask some things, then I'm just not going to get the full value out of it. And so come talk to us from CDO to learn about the programs and the initiatives that Rich is talking about so that we can include your voice or make sure that we're hearing from you on what's valuable in your market. The easiest way to tell if somebody is full of it is when they tell you that they know it all and that they've got everything under control and there's nothing more they could learn in their business or their life. Well, I, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up a bit of a tuppy, touchy subject in terms of conversations I've had with dealers. Cause again, how you know, dare you, I'm telling you, you and again, and it's, it's, it is one of those things that is, you know, I'm not even going to say with all due respect because it's not, it's not that type of thing, but do you want me to say it for you? <laughs> I said with all due respect. Rich men, <laughs> with all due respect. I'm going to bring up a real world, several real world conversations I've had with dealers over the decades. Okay. First thing that happens is why do I even have my membership? I never get anything out of it. Da, da, da. I'm not happy with the leadership. I'm not happy with the direction. I mean, this is well publicized stuff. Okay. CDA has never heard this before. I, I'm telling you, I know. Not you once. Know, CDA is not a perfect organization. I don't think anybody, if you sit them down outside of a video camera, will admit, <laughs> will will say, "Hey, you know, we're per you know they, they there have been mistakes made over the years, right? Uh, but again, opportunities that come from it. But as a dealer, you can't let your willing to mete out, you know, punishment for, hey, you did me wrong, or I feel you did me wrong. So now I have nothing to do with you. I don't understand these. It, you know, it's like they've done nothing for me. Why should I give them my money? To... I've come back and I've always looked at it this way. Yes, CD is an organization, but I kind of view it as kind of the umbrella. Okay. Each one of these classes, not each one, but the majority of the classes are put on by volunteers. So you're not having mm -hmm. this global CEDIA organism that is bestowing knowledge upon you. What you're paying for is an opportunity with an instructor who is in your business, who has been in your business, who knows these things, to be in a room with them and to go, hey, X, Y, Z. I've got lifelong friendships that were formed from those early ones, from somebody who put on a class and when I was sitting there and I'd have to pick up a phone and say, I'm in the weeds, right? And that person, that instructor said, cool, here's what's going on, dot, 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 I've had classes, you know, and you and I have done like social media ones and different classes and I've done technical mm -hmm. classes where, again, same person's walked in, had my number or my contact and said, I'm in the weeds, right? Or on, you know, we're on the CDA page or people reach out. It is still a volunteer organization, regardless of the organization itself. It is an opportunity to work with those people. And so for, for, for me and to deal with integrators, and, and again, this is what I do, right? And I'm, I'm the middleman, right? I'm that glue between, you know, from here to there with a lot of them. And I mean, you, you, you know, we've told the story many, many times. The first time I met you, you know, mm -hmm. first thing I did is I grabbed you and I said, you're going to meet some people. And I walked you around to everybody who I felt you needed to know because of your concerns. 
that you weren't going to go and necessarily see yourself and introduce yourself to do that. That organization, I mean, guys, guys volunteer hoping to get that kind of feedback. And, and ladies, guys and ladies volunteer in hopes to get that feedback, to, to, to reach one and teach one. If the environment is there, if the class is there, if the opportunity is there, it's like we were saying before, set aside the I know it all and the whole thing. Maybe you won't learn something. If nothing else, then what you've learned is you're on the right track. But if your business isn't where you want it to be, and hey, in the beginning of my career, I remember those days of if I don't close this deal, we're done, right? The real fear of, hey, even though I thought everything was going well and I thought I had it figured out, you know, it's the, it's the Mike Tyson line, right? Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. You're going to get punched in the face in this industry. Question is, is there's going to be somebody there to be able to tell you to get up? When I was on the board and volunteering after, and I don't remember the number off the top of my head because we did it at one point, but the vast majority of people involved in the org were volunteers. They were all, again, the people that you normally hang out with. I don't know what you're pointing to, but that's good. Oh, it's backwards. There, there's my CDS certificates, you know, my, you know, <laughs> God, this was what, 2015, right? You know, from, you from being a volunteer. Yeah. It, it's, it is such a huge volunteer base. It's not just the couple of people that are at HQ. So keep that in mind. All right, let's change yeah. topics slightly for a second. Uh, this comes to us from Residential Systems and a good friend of the show, Mr. Henry Clifford. Rethinking specialty training. Why are you training employees that won't use those skills for months or years when you can partner with a specialist who does this type of work that you only occasionally need all the time? Um, as we've come to expect from our good friend, Henry, uh, he weaves a really nice story uh, going through the uh, potential of having some heart surgery done and whether you want somebody who's just a GP or that, you know, head of, I don't remember what the term is for, for heart surgeons, um, but you want that heart surgeon uh, cardiovascular. There we go. Um, who is, you know, top in, top in the state, top in the country, et cetera. Uh, it, this is a really on point article kind of for where we are right now, leading into Cedia, um, but also just in general, really, because how often do you spend tons of time trying to learn all about something that you're likely not going to use very often? Um, up here, the one that, that cracks me up that dominates the conversation all the time is 8K, where at least in the States, you guys have a little bit of 8K availability. Up here, it's non-existent still. Um, but there's lots of people who are very excited to talk all about it. Rich, let me let me start with you on this one. What is the balance between doing some specialty training versus outsourcing that to someone else? Math don't lie. I just, you know, again, it's depends on how big you are. You know, if you're a two person shop or a one person shop, there's not enough hours. You can't be the CEO, the CFO, the CTO. You can't, you, they'll try. You'll try. Let me, let me take a step back. It is not uncommon to try. And this goes back to, again, we were talking about reaching out and see the certification and, and, and collaborating. Um, and again, my business model is built upon 
what he's talking about, which is, hey, it's okay to get outside help in order to make you more profitable. Mm-hmm. As a, you know, a smaller company, or if you're a company that's running lean, and you don't feel that you have the money to spend on it, right? That's the first thought. Well, why should I pay for it if I can do it myself, or I can learn it, I've invested in training, all of these things, lost opportunity cost, you know, there, there, there is, you start taking people or yourself away from the ability to do what you do best. And when you partner with people who do what they do best, you know, okay, yeah, you have a smaller pie, but guess what? Everybody gets a bigger share of it, you know, in, in, in mm-hmm. that, 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 that mindset. And it's, again, it's, I wish I didn't have to keep having this conversation day in and day out for 30 plus years. You know, it's just, it, it it's, and, and the reality is, is that, you know what? It's the same in the IT industry. It's the same in the security industry. It's the same in the construction industry. You know, this is not a novel concept. You've got, you have company owners who have decided to be company owners for a reason, you know, and a lot of times that's where it stems from. Um, and as you train your staff, you know, it's okay. Cause again, it, it's, you, you have to give people the ability to move up and give them the opportunity to grow and become more professional at the same time. But you also have to th- have the ability to bridge the gap to get in, get out and get paid. And that's always the, the, what I, I you know, kind of counsel dealers on is like, look, you want to get paid. Do you want to make sure that it's not what you made on the job today, but two years from now you retained your profit. What are you willing to gamble in terms of your profitability at that point? You know, if you did it all yourself and it took you three weeks longer and you're constantly doing service calls because you have all these whoopsies because of lack of knowledge, then you didn't make what you thought you made on the job. You didn't help yourself the way that you thought you did. And you sure as heck didn't make as much money as you believed you did in the first place. Now, if you can get in, partner and you know, and it sometimes it's tough and there are areas where you can't find partners. You know, there there are parts of the country where it's a little difficult, too. But, you know, again, it's it's as you're adulting as a company, you know, and, and this this article is spot on. You know, I mean, I I couldn't agree with it more, but it's tough. It takes a retraining of your brain to be able to say, hey, it's it's OK. You know, I mean. You know, it's 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 not quite like Rick James where cocaine's a, a terrible, you know, cocaine's an incredible thing, but it's like ego's an incredible thing, right? You know, you know what is it, Rick James? You say cocaine's a hell of a drug, right? Well, ego's a hell of a drug in this industry, man. Yeah, I tell you what, it's you know, it's a big high, uh, and I get it, but you know, it's just if you want to last over the long term, this much like training and everything else has to be that retraining of the synapses in your head that it's not a sign of weakness it is a sign of strength it is a sign of professionalism um but but you know but again your organization your employees will follow that same path if you lead with that mindset if you lead with the mindset no i'm going to do it myself you'll also have employees who will sit there and toil for days because it's been viewed as a sign of weakness to work outside of themselves so i better figure out how to do it too just like boss did yeah that's the part that makes me nervous too. Uh, the the thing that's interesting is we have so many different kinds of business models in this industry. I I had a lot of experience on the commercial side, and now with that lens, looking at 
residential businesses, there just seems to be a lot more diversity in the types of business models people follow. And meeting with other people who have a different philosophy than you or have set up their business structure different than you, those those conversations are are probably a really good place to start if you're not sure if your business model is right for this type of, of expertise. If it is right for it, then you're still going to have to know the questions to ask and have the skills to evaluate the work or the um, scope of work or the diagrams or whatever it might be from a specialized professional. You need to know enough to be dangerous. How do you find the right talent? How do you evaluate their work? How do you ask really good questions and how do you know when they're done? Um, and to me, as someone who documents the jobs of this industry, the competencies, the knowledge, the skill, the ability it takes to do the work, you still have to know some about that in order to do it. So whether or not you have to be competent in doing it or just have the working vocabulary and science and expertise to evaluate it, you're gonna need some training. And whoever you decide to work with, whether it's someone you employ as a full-time employee in your company or someone that you um, contract out with because they're, they're a specialized professional, make sure that they too are competent. If there's a certification that, ask them if they have it. Find out more about it. There are ways to protect your business so that you're working with the best possible partner rather than just someone who you hope knows more about you than on a topic. Mandy, is there a effective way to get into the mindset of being a true GC opposed to it? And I say it like this because I know a lot of GCs in the construction space that are not true GCs. They're GCs from a management standpoint, but they still do everything themselves in-house versus the really good, effective general contractors who have top tier uh, partners that they bring in for every different aspect of the job and, and, and they're managing it, but they're outsourcing a ton. Those are always the ones that are uber successful. Is there a way to really recognize that and, and understand how to move in that direction? I don't know if there's a rubric for that. Um, because there isn't just one model. So, um, and I think it's, it all comes down to the relationships that you have with the GC that you want to work with or partner with. If you're, a, are you coming to this from the point of, of being the specialist working with a trusted GC? Either way, right? Like I, my, my view is that as an industry, mm -hmm. we're very good at being the jack of all trades. Yeah. Right. J just using trades as like the. I'm going to wear all the hats on the every, project. Yes, yeah. yes, everything we do. Mm -hmm. um, but so often, again, I I always look at things like, the perfect example is this old house, right? In this old house, they have a GC. Tommy's there. He knows what he's doing, mm -hmm. but he brings in the brick guy. He brings in the landscaper. He brings in the AV specialist. He brings in the drywall guys, the painters. All of these things, he still has a whole squad of guys that are doing some framing and doing a lot of miscellaneous things around the project, but they've figured out how to properly GC something. Whereas our mindset within our industry, honestly, whether it's commercial or residential, um, is that 
we're going to do everything in-house. We don't outsource anything. We got to have total control. The thing that comes to mind first is certainly the documentation. Because you know that before you saw that episode of this old house, there was lots of pre-planning and documentation that was shared across <laughs> the trades and across the specialists. Now, if you're a jack-of-all-trades type of person and you're not documenting things because it's all in your head and you don't have to, yeah. that speaks volumes. So um, if I was going to look for a telltale sign, it would be in the project documentation that that comes with the work yeah that's a really good point all right ladies and gentlemen let's wrap it there thank you both so much for joining us rich if people want to connect with you learn more about fergosa design where can they do that uh you can find us on the website fergosadesign.com uh you can check the interwebs uh in all of these socials at our fergosa um but first and foremost as i always like to say not only on this show but also our other show with my partner steve greenblatt a state of control where we talk about the automation industry too um i hope you find us here on avnation.tv and all of our shows that support all of our verticals and all of the other markets and by supporting our sponsors Excellent. Mandy, if people want to connect with you, uh, learn more about Cedia, find you or education at the show, where can they do that? Well, I hope that you will become a Cedia member and you can get to know all about Cedia, your association at Cedia.net. For those of you who can come to Denver for Cedia Expo, that's CediaExpo.com. Come stop by the Cedia Association booth. Come see us in the conference center. We love to talk to you and get to know you and your business. And you can connect with me on LinkedIn or by email, mbeckner at cedia.org. Excellent. Thank you both again uh, for joining us. Thank you for tuning in and joining us as well. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at Matt D. Scott on Twitter or whatever they're calling it these days and most other social platforms. But more importantly, please visit avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for, for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all we have. Shoot. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of ResiWit. Good Lord, I can't talk today. <laughs> Mitch, you just get to clean that one. Mm -hmm.